0: Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to Six Figures Plus, powered only by Daydreams and Grit, I realized I was burning out, and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up, and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me, and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Serechia and this is the Field Guide to Awesome. Have you ever gotten asked a question and then think at first you got nothing, only to realize that there's so much that it all wants to come out all at the same time? Recently, I was asked about a personal and or professional story that helped me stand where I am today. So that's what I did. Last week, I shared the story of how I learned to become truly, fully alive, eyes wide, nostrils flaring, fully awake, expansive, and filled with a deep mental, physical, and emotional peace. That informed my emotional and entrepreneurial journey. I was so thrilled to share it with you. So if you missed it, go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. Today, I am going to be talking about the seven different perspectives of lying that we all experience at some point or another. I'm gonna talk about how we recognize them in ourselves and the worst type of lie that we need to recognize as soon as possible and stop it before it causes us any more damage. My name is Trina Serechia and I am a transformational self mastery coach and I help visionary entrepreneurs stop the overwork, overwhelm, overdelivery, exhaustion cycle so that success can actually feel like success. And today I am talking about lies. We hate them, sometimes we love them, and we get lied to all the time, and we all tell them. So there are seven levels of perspective on lying. The first level, lies tend to feel expected, like you expect to feel lied to. There's a sense of powerless and defeat, like, of course they lied to me all I hear are lies, right? When you perceive somebody telling you lies, it feels like everybody lies to me. The truth is hidden to me. And when you, now, when I say the word you, I mean you, me, everyone, when we're at this perspective, at this level of perspective, this is what tends to be there. All right. So when we tell lies, we tell lies from the space of I don't know, or I'm afraid for others to find out. And there's a lot of guilt and shame there. All right. Not me. Who did this? Not me. Not me. All right. So it's a source of conflict and self-defense and cowering. All right. We've all had this. And so that's when we're at the effect of it. And we'll talk a little bit more later if we have time about how we can use this level as a power. All right. Instead of just a perspective. All right. So the second level lies illicit anger, outrage. It's a source of conflict. So we're level one, we were avoiding conflict with level two. It's a place of conflict we're settling in. It's I win, Or no one wins. I win, forget about all y'all. All right. So the perspective at level two, when they perceive someone is lying, whether it's true or not, it feels as if they just don't want me to know how to get ahead. They can do it. They just don't want to. So that's if the person at level two is working with a team. You know when they say oh i can't do it yeah they can do it they just don't want to all right how dare they lie to me so oftentimes the response when told lies is outrage anger force conflict and the person tends to feel threatened all right there's a sense of deep betrayal i'm not mocking anything because this is what a person who is reacting from this perspective is feeling and i can i can hear someone out there it, i'm not saying it's you i'm not saying it's me it's saying not me i'm never that way we all have an aspect of this in ourselves someplace even if it's very tiny all right so when they tell lies there's a sense of subterfuge to get ahead Like I'm not gonna tell them this so that I can get ahead. All right, so the idea at level two is I win, you don't. (laughs) I'm gonna win, heck with y'all. And level three, things are getting a little bit better. All right, but there's still a perspective of lying at level three. The lies at level three, this is a space of tolerating, making do, making some progress, things are doing okay, but there's a lot of tolerating less than ideal and a lot of managing people and manipulating people. All right. And so at level three lies tend to be used to manage a person or a situation there. There's no or very little, if any malignancy in there. There it's just, they're lying just to manage, to get things to go their way. All right. And so a response when a person at this level is feeling that they're being lied to is a deep sense of disappointment and a loss of trust. All right. When a person at this level is in this perspective, experiencing telling a lie, it's as if they don't need to know they, as the other person outside of person at this level don't need to know but i got to tell them something right they don't need to know the truth but i need to tell them something just to get them to um, participate or to leave me alone often little white lies and honestly i think the little white lies that's prevalent almost every day there was some research out there that spoke to the fact that in any conversation a person tells two or three lies little tiny tiny lies even all right lies of omission tend to be a little more prevalent here what people don't know won't hurt them right and more silence instead of having to tell a lie silence starts here and just to hold the peace and the silence isn't to make anybody else feel better or to hurt anybody or to suffer, but it just holds the peace at the level four perspective of lies. There's a deep desire to shield someone from pain, from sadness, from shame, from disappointment. All right. So if somebody is telling a person a lie, who's at level four and the person at level four at that perspective perceives it as a lie. There's a sense of concern. All right. There's a sense of concern. What if the person who is lying to me, what if their lie causes them more pain or sickness or hardship? All right. There's concern for the other person who may be telling the lie than the person who is perceiving the lie. It's worry about the other person or about other people. There's upset and worry about how the lie would affect another person or group, all right? If you notice at the perspective of level four, there's no personal concern about how it might affect them. It's more about how it might affect the other person or persons that the lie is being told about, that the, the people that they're serving. When someone at level four perpetuates a lie or tells a lie, it is to preserve and out of care and concern for the person that they're telling the lie to all right because the truth may be hurtful or the truth wouldn't make things better for them in the long run they're truly better off not knowing an example of this might be if someone is on a deathbed and they say did you do something or I need this done, and the person at level four says, yes, it's done, it's taken care of, you don't need to worry anymore, okay? Or if there is something that the person asks or is worried about, and the person at level four will say something, it could be a lie, but it's that the person who is receiving the lie, they could do nothing about the situation anyway. And so it's to relieve hurt, it's to relieve worry, it's to provide a sense of peace, all right? And so if you notice the amounts and kinds of lies that are told throughout the level from level one, and you're gonna see as we go up to level seven, the amount of lying decreases, the quality of lying changes, all right? And so a person who is at level five, at the fifth level of perception in regards to lying, there is little to no lying there. There's more rationalization, perspective shifting. When they perceive that they're being told a lie, curiosity comes up. Okay, at level four, it was concern, worry, how can I help this person? So the beginnings of curiosity and now at level five, it is a full curiosity. Why might this person be lying? You know, why? What is the reason behind it? How can we get to the truth so that we can both benefit? Right? And when telling lies, a person at level five generally does not lie. Truth is very important at level five. If there is anything like that, it might be a lie of omission because the aspect might not be pertinent for the issues that they're dealing with at the moment. So, so yeah, it's just omission with level six. Level six is where inspiration gets even uh, bigger inspiration, intuition comes alive at level six. There's a sense of oneness. I am me. I am you, you are me where a sense of oneness comes in at level six. And when it comes to uh, perceiving that someone has lied to a person at level six, the response is pure curiosity. All right. It's pure curiosity. Again, why might they have told that lie? There's also some acceptance because everything at level six is um, there for a reason serves a lesson, provides opportunity. So there's no judgment towards the other person. It's pure curiosity. What opportunities become available to us all in the face of this situation now uh, by perceiving this lie? Where does this person not feel safe to tell the truth, all right? And when it comes to lying, a person at level six generally does not tell any lies. There may be some, a little bit of omission. There's a different perspective sharing, but there is no um, outright lying at level six, little to none when we get to level seven, now level seven is kind of tricky because no one really fully resonates at level seven i mean some maybe like gandhi if you are follow the christian catholic religions jesus christ mohammed with islam these are pure non-judgment we as humans we tend to judge all right that's how we survive right and we tend to be quite judgmental creatures when we hit level seven There is no judgment. Judgment as in regards to judging things as good or bad. Um, Not judgment in regards to thinking and making decisions and that sort of thing, but in regards to good or bad. In Level 7, there's no judgment. Everything is. Everything just is as it is. There's no good. There's no bad. Everything's theirs for a reason. And there's a place of pure love, pure acceptance that happens at Level 7. Holographic thinking is full on here. You get glimpses of the holographic thinking in level six. Holographic thinking is seeing, hearing, and expressing mind, body, emotions. Everything is in alignment and it is in a, a state of pure um, being. But with level seven, there's really no such thing as a lie or a truth. Everything is. There's pure acceptance and love. And with level seven, you get to see beyond all of the other levels of energy, because the higher you are in the level of energy, the level of perspective, that means you get to see all of the lower perspectives of energy. So in this case, when you're at the top with level seven, when you get glimpses and flashes of it, all right, this is a glimpses and flashes type of perspective. You get to see all of the lower levels uh, of perspective. All right. Take into consideration that none of us are in any one of these levels all the time. All right. It's like people tend to think I'm a level six person. I am pure intuition. No, none of us are. All right. And we could be at any one of these or all of them at any point in the day so that we could have a stressful experience and come at it with a level one something that scares us that makes us want to go clash against it we could go into the level two all right so we could experience all seven of these throughout the day all right and so the one of the reasons that i bring it up is that the more awareness you have of where you are and how you're experiencing a lie it gives you more tools you have all the levels that you're um, below the one that you're currently at to use as a tool. All right. So I could talk forever on this, but because it is complex, but I think the next thing that I want to share with you just to give you this, because I gave you this primer of the seven different perspectives of lies, but now let me ask you, cause that was all very cognitive. Now I want you to get into your body and think about how do you feel When you're telling a lie you know like psychopaths and sociopaths they they have very little empathy and so telling a lie doesn't elicit any physiological or neurological changes but in the majority of us we experience neurological physiological changes when we tell lies because telling lies is hard on our body it creates a sense of anxiety and discomfort dishonesty puts our brain in a heightened state of alert all right because we got to remember the story that we tell it's so much easier to remember the truth because the truth is there it's always there in the background and you know it's the truth and you know the thing that you're the story you're telling is not the truth and you need to remember the story in case you need to tell the story again right so you don't get caught in a lie so dishonesty telling lies creates stress in your body and why does it create that stress well you know we have reputations (laughs) we are social animals and we have reputations to maintain right and so in our bodies our, our respiratory system and heart rates increase we start to sweat Our mouth goes dry and our voice can shake. I think in um, NLP, the eyes go, you can track where the eyes go when somebody is recalling or when somebody is lying or thinking. Different eye positions can indicate whether or not somebody is lying. And lying activates the limbic system in the brain, which is responsible for the fight or flight response that's triggered during stress and the gut brain access so if you're stressed about something your gut you know you feel the butterflies in your gut uh, and your stomach and you feel the nerves in your gut and long-term lying is also associated with an array of negative health outcomes including high blood pressure increased heart rate vasoconstriction elevated stress hormones in the blood all right And because it affects your body, you can try to manage where you look and everything, but you're not going to catch the micro expressions. You're less likely to catch how you're breathing. You might get shifty eyed without thinking of it because you're not always aware. You're thinking you're trying to find the ideas or the story that you told. And so those show up. Notice when I was talking earlier about when somebody perceives, they may not know that you told a lie, or you may not know that somebody told you a lie, but you have a feeling, a, a sixth sense that somebody might not be telling you the whole truth. You know, something's not right. Okay. It may not be because something they said, because it might make sense, but it doesn't feel right. There's something about their behavior and their interaction with you that you are picking up on. All of these things come together. And I'm not here to tell you to lie or to not lie because we're all going to lie. I'm not telling you to be angry or frustrated or forceful with anybody who's lying to you because everybody tells lies all right but knowing what perspective you come to all right what your dominant perspective is when you lie or you hear a lie or someone lies to you it gives you more opportunities when you are aware of that okay one of the worst types of lies and here i i used a judgment word Uh, but you'll see why in a second. One of the worst types of lies are the ones we tell ourselves, all right? They are one of the worst types of lies that we can tell, are the ones to ourselves. Why do we do this to ourselves? Because there's some place within our bodies, whether it's our gut, our heart, our minds, that we know it's not true. No matter how many times we we tell it, but it's our habit of, of saying this particular belief. I'm not good at this, or I like doing this, or when instead you know that you don't like doing this task. You know, it's like you're talking yourself into something. There's no joy in it. There's no passion in it. Or saying that we believe something when we really don't. Because in a way, that's a form of gaslighting. We're telling ourselves that we believe it. When we really don't, we can use it as an affirmation and then reflect back to our body and say, Oh, my, you know, my, I'm saying, I believe I'm a millionaire. And in my gut, my, my gut is telling me, No, you're not. <laughs> and so, how can you shift that sense in your, in your abdomen, in your heart? All right. And your sense of presence so that you feel as if you are abundant so that it aligns with what you say. All right. So it's when we say we believe something that we really don't, when we say we don't want something that we really do. All right. It's the lie we tell ourselves when we subconsciously believe otherwise. It eats away at us deep inside and it shows in our results. And when I say in your results, look around you, where do you live? What are the relationships in your life? Like, What's your bank account look like? All right. What's the sense of freedom that you feel in your life? All right. What are the relationships that you have? What are the quality of those relationships? All right. So there's no judgment on lying because we're all going to do it. We're all going to experience the lies, but it's how we allow the lies or the untruths, or the omissions to affect our inner energy. Okay? So let me know what you took away from this. I would love to hear, and have a wonderful day. Next episode, I'll be starting the Energetic Perspective Series. Each episode will be focused on one aspect of each of the seven levels of perspective and intention. Each of these levels determine our experience and outcome of how we move through life and business. First up will be level one, victim energy and I lose. No one likes to be a victim, nor do they like to feel or think of themselves as one. Those stuck in the victim energy pattern tend to feel like they have no choice. Those of you who are doing mostly well, or heck, doing fantastic, still have some work to do. It can show up in serial success makers who are mostly working in their know and flow, but still know that there is something more for them. And they can struggle to integrate that know and flow into their lives. Or those who are working towards something that seems like it takes a step back for every step forward they take hey even if you know exactly what you need to do but it's either not catching on or is exhausting you out of proportion to the perceived task you likely have subtle influences of this energy that prevents you from accessing opportunities that are right there in front of you hey human yeah you you have experienced this kind of low energetic state even if it's just a small bit and that small bit will pull you out of alignment. I'll be talking about how this victim energy, also known as level one perspective, may show up for you, how to recognize it, and how to stop being at the effect of it and break the cycle. So you can clear out the subtle forces that are holding you back from the momentum and fulfillment that was meant for you. Stay tuned folks, you won't wanna miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me is to please rate, review, and follow this podcast. When you do, you help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs just like you. By the way, if you are a driven entrepreneur at the top of your game, yet find your consistent successes aren't feeling like you thought they would, I also have a special invitation to share with you, especially if you are ready to go deep and stop the self-doubt, self-sabotage, overwork, overwhelm, exhaustion cycle that is holding you back from experiencing success that truly feels like success. I invite you to book a call with me We'll have an intimate conversation about you and your business and we'll talk about what's holding you back from regulating your nervous system priming yourself for flow and elevating your emotional intelligence so that your journey of success feels fulfilling and deeply satisfying if you still need more help at the end of our call and it makes sense to both of us we'll talk about what it would look like to work together If this sounds good to you, click the Book Trina link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for next week. And remember, be awesome.